0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a really odd dinner party and a hug. I enjoyed this one. I hope you do, too. Welcome to The Engine. Growing up, you always hear that there are topics that you just don't touch on uh, around the dinner table so something like you know politics and religion and even more so now to be honest because people have become far more polarized and and tribal about their their team right so if you're on team democrat or team republican or whatever the team is team independent you you have a much higher likelihood of identifying very intensely with that group and defending that group. It used to be that people could kind of see both ways and they leaned one way or another, but very quickly, kind of through the 80s and especially 90s, people became hyper-polarized. And there are lots of reasons for this, but that's just the way that's just the way it is now. And I was at a dinner party uh, when I was about 23 at a, at a good friend's, uh, my buddy Max. And I was there with my brother and... Max's dad. Now, Max's dad is a, is a very bright guy, but, you know, again, older. My brother and I were 20. I think I actually think I was 22 and he was about 26. And Max's dad was, you know, grown man and he was 65 ish and had run this accounting firm, his own accounting firm for a long time. So he was very conservative and very experienced in the world and had very specific ways of thinking. And we avoided politics. We were successful in doing that, and we avoided religion because none of us happened to be particularly religious, but we couldn't avoid diet. And here's the thing. Diet's one of those things. It really has become one of those things. So what happened at this dinner party is my buddy's dad, Alex, he had... Recently turned into not a paleo guy, but he was an Atkins guy, right? So he went all super hard in on cheese. He went hard on like high fat. He was going beef like crazy. Um, messed around with turkey about once a year, but primarily was like beef and pork all day long. And he was saying that he had gone into his to his primary care physician and and said, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of lethargic. And he was a really good athlete and very very uh, successful, uh, competent guy. So for him to feel lethargic and kind of tired, is was a little odd. And the guy was like, well, maybe lay off the carbs. Now he was Italian. So laying off the carbs was a different kind of thing, but he went all in. He had all this energy. And this is what he's saying. He's like, look, I have way more energy. I enjoy myself more. I don't have ups and downs during the day. I feel fantastic. And my brother, who's very science oriented, said, okay, well, what's your, what's your control group or like, what's your testing group? Like, what's your frame of reference here? And he's like, well, I feel this way. So, and Alex was saying the the Atkins works. And my brother was like, well, you're one person. And so we got going back and forth. And it was interesting because near the end of the conversation, and it was, it was fine. I mean, now it would be a little bit awkward, but it was fine enough for the time. My brother said something interesting to my friend, Max. He said, yeah, look, you just politics, religion and diet. Can't talk diet and Max at the time again, we're twenty two. Says like that's silly. What are you talking about? Recently, I talked to my friend Max and Max used to be way in on pancakes and bread and all kinds of different. Carbs. He'd make his own pasta from scratch. He was way into it. Again, Italian guy. And in the last several years, he's turned completely away from carbohydrates and way way into fat and meat now he's eating reasonably high quality stuff so his position is hey look as long as you get high quality you're fine but he does not believe in eating carbohydrates he does not believe in eating sugar he he will feed his kids you know like a, a stick of, uh, a sausage stick and a stick of cheese right <laughs> cold and again I don't I don't have a problem with that and he's my buddy and however he wants to feed his kids fine and his kids are very very healthy and and doing well but it cracked me up because he referenced that in a conversation we had recently. He referenced the dinner party that kind of ended on a funny note. It wasn't terrible, but it was funny. And he said, you know, your brother was right. You, you really can't talk diet anymore because people bring so much to the table when you talk diet that they become, you know, separate teams. You know, you're either on team carbohydrate you know low fat high carb clean eating you're on team vegetarian you know don't want to hurt animals you're on team vegan go next level right you don't want to hurt any animals at all and and you, you think any harming of animals in, in the pursuit of your own dietary needs is just cruel and insane or you go the exact opposite you go paleo okay, you go carnivore. Good Lord, the carnivore diet's fantastic. There's just nothing but meat and and dairy. And, and look, I'll be honest with you, I am susceptible, as, or I was rather, as a younger man to these to these kind of ideas because when people present these different diets and they say, well, this is why you feel this way and this is why you feel this way and if you did this, you'd feel a little bit better and you'd feel less sloppy here, you'd wake up more easily. I met this guy Mo when I was... I was 21. This guy Mo on campus at Cal, right? So, who's wandering around campus? Well, I'm going to class and Mo's just hanging out there. Mo convinces me to eat raw beef as a diet. And I was like, no, is this for real? And there he was eating raw beef. He was eating raw beef and I had a bite. He had this container of raw beef and I had a little chunk. I was like, ah, it's pretty good. I like beef. So I went out and got this 13 pound hunk of beef and ate nothing but raw beef for like a couple of weeks. It was a trip. My point is you, I'm not recommending this by the way, but my point is you get sucked into different, different types of, of dietary journeys and people believe very much that the journey they're on, especially while they're on it, is the right journey and it's not uncommon, especially in my family, for people to go down one path for a certain amount of time and then switch gears and go down another path and then switch gears and go down another path. I mean, the number of different diets that I've heard my family members go on, I, I, we don't have enough time. I don't have enough memory on my computer. its It's just phenomenal. So, again, you have these very tricky topics that you just in general, you just shouldn't touch because you never know who you're talking to. If you met somebody just at a, at a party or on the street or however you meet them in a coffee shop, you can't start talking about how you just had a three egg scramble. You can't start talking about how, you know, you never eat meat or you never have dairy or you're vegan. and, And you can't start talking about these things because people will instantly put you into, into a category. They'll put you into a team. And and it'll rob you of a genuine exchange. They won't, Most of the time, people don't see you anymore once they have you in a team, especially a team that they're not on. They don't see you anymore as an, as an individual person. They're like, oh, he's team vegan, or he's team carnivore, or he's team Democrat, or Republican, or he's team Catholic, or he's team Jew, or he's team whatever. That's what happens. It's happened with diet. It always was there in politics and religion. But it's happened again which is very interesting because I saw it happen. I was, I was coming to do a podcast with a friend a few weeks back, so this was be really before we were on lockdown, and this is a great friend of mine, and I, I usually give him a hug when I see him, and I went up to kind of give him a hug, and I caught myself, but I also realized that as I was kind of moving forward, he stopped and kind of started shifting sideways. And I thought about that and I realized, oh, by me attempting to give him a hug or at least looking like I was going to attempt to give him a hug, that put me into a very specific team. It put me into team Corona denier. It put me into team I don't believe in science. It put me into team whatever, whatever the team is. It put me with the people that openly and overtly deny the crisis we're in. And I apologized to him. I was like, I'm sorry about that. And he was like, yeah, no no, no problem. And we walked about six feet apart and you know, came into the office and never shook hands and did our podcast. But I started seeing this when I started looking around. And again, this happened, this has all evolved very quickly. But if I saw somebody now even a very dear friend of mine and they came up to try to give me a hug I would I would actually be bothered I would be offended and I don't know if I would go so far I mean obviously if these are my good friends I know them pretty well I wouldn't go so far as to say you think this or you think that but that's what people can do that's what people will start to doing. you know start doing they're like what do you just think you're smarter than the scientists or like what are you trying to get sick like what are you doing? You're trying to put me and my family at risk, right? Or people there, there was mention of a tiger actually picking up COVID from one of its handlers. So there's some evidence now building that animals can be infected by this very, very easily from, from human beings. So you got a dog, you, God forbid, get sick, you give it to your dog, you let your dog run around and see another dog. Dogs do not understand six foot distance Right, dogs smell butts and eat poop, right? So to let your dog run free could be considered an extremely inconsiderate act. And it it would really signal, or at the very least could signal to other people who you are or what you think. And that may be, especially with this, it most likely will be something very offensive. Offensive about how the way in the way you think, offensive about how you view the other people's safety. And you may not need to do that. That may not be your intention, but that may be what is conveyed. And again, politics, religion, diet, and now hugs. Don't touch them. Don't touch it. Don't bring it up. You're not going to get any benefit by pushing someone past their comfort zone. You're not going to get any benefit By initiating this exchange where you find out where someone stands. There's nothing to be gained here. And there's a lot to be lost. A ton. This is a stressful time already. You don't want to be pissing off a close friend because you assumed he would be cool with giving you a hug. We need all the friends we can get. We need all the support we get. We do not need people around us pushing our comfort zones. So just think about that. The next time you're in this position, the next time when you may actually see somebody face-to-face, the next time you're walking your dog or take him to the dog park or, or anything, just really recognize that each of your actions very intensely communicate something about you. To the people around you. And if you're careless with them, that may be really damaging in the long run. And certainly in the short term. So just think about it. And on that note, thanks for listening. Go out and crush it.